Welcome to What's Up with Dr. Rupp, where we explore the supernatural. I'm your host, Dr. Melissa Rupp. Hi, welcome to those who are new. Um, This is a series about the supernatural, and we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly here. The supernatural topic that we're going to talk about today is spiritual gifts. So these are gifts that are given to us by God, by the Holy Spirit, that enable us to know, do, or speak something supernaturally. So we're going to talk about the God-given real deal first when it comes to spiritual gifts. So when we get to the bad and the ugly, the gifts that the devil counterfeits, you will have a grid for what we're talking about and where those come from. Because God created everything and the devil can only counterfeit what God has created. Things that we never learned in the natural and didn't come about via natural circumstances are the kind of spiritual, supernatural gifts that we are going to talk about today. So we never learned these things naturally. They didn't come about via natural circumstances. They were given to us by God and and the gifts that we're going to talk about today. In prior episodes, I posted a link to a free online spiritual gifts test. Hopefully you've taken that. If not, I will post the link here and you can go ahead and take that again because we are going to continue on in a series about spiritual gifts and that will let you know which ones that you have. All right, so we've already talked about how God has created each person with a unique set of talents and skills and he gives us spiritual gifts. We talked about this a little bit in a prior episode. But all of our talents and skills we have, we have because God put them in us. He put those in us when he created us. But he also gives us spiritual or supernatural giftings. Each person will usually have one or two predominant giftings and then maybe three to five um, lesser giftings that operate together with those. So it's a unique gifting mix. And all are available as the Holy Spirit wills. All the gifts of the Spirit are available because he gives them to us. So there are different categories of gifts that we can um, talk about, and we will eventually talk about all of them, but there are nine gifts that the Holy Spirit gives us. There are gifts, talents, and skills that are given to people that they have all of their lives that they're born with that God puts in us when he created us. Um, Some of those are listed in Romans 12, verses 6 through 8. The gifts from the Holy Spirit, when somebody is saved and the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of them, and those gifts that we have, the the first ones that I mentioned, those are in 1 Corinthians 12. And then there are gifts also given by Jesus. So we have gifts given by the Holy Spirit and gifts given by Jesus. The gifts that are given by Jesus, gift is actually the person who is called to the office of fivefold ministry. So we have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. They are usually called to full-time ministry and governmental roles in the church. Those gifts are found in Ephesians 4.11, but those gifts are given by Jesus. And again, it's the gift is actually the person who is called to that office. So you may not be called to full-time ministry. You may not be called to the gift of prophet, but you can have the gift of prophecy from the Holy Spirit. The same with like the gift of teaching. You may not be called to the office of teacher, but you can have a gift of teaching given by the Holy Spirit. Same thing with the gift of evangelism. You may not be called to the full-time office of the evangelist, but you can have a gift of evangelism. So some of the gifts that we're born with, some we get from the Holy Spirit, and then some Jesus gives as people or offices. And today we are going to talk about 
the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And we're going to do that series first. We're going to talk about all the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a series first. And that's from 1 Corinthians 12. I'm going to read that scripture real quick. It says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by the means of the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by that one Spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. So the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit listed in 1 Corinthians 12 are word of wisdom, word of knowledge, gift of faith, gift of healing, gift of working miracles, prophecy, distinguishing between spirits or discerning of spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpreting tongues. And these gifts are given to us for the common good, which means they are given to us so that we can help others. The nine gifts of the Holy Spirit from 1 Corinthians 12 can be divided into three main categories. So those categories are revelation gifts, inspiration or speaking gifts, and demonstration or power gifts. Now the revelation gifts, they are gifts that reveal things and they represent the mind of God. So those include words of knowledge, words of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. And then we have inspiration or speaking gifts and those represent the mouth of God. So those include prophecy, tongues, and the interpretation of tongues. And then the third and final one is demonstration or power gifts. And demonstration or the power gifts represent the hand of God. And they include the gift of faith, gifts of healing, and the working of miracles. So today we're going to talk about word of knowledge and word of wisdom. A word of knowledge, so that is when God gives you a truth or a fact about something. And you wouldn't know it otherwise. God reveals that to you. It can operate through a number of different ways. He can reveal it in any number of ways, including, uh, but not limited to, your senses. We talked about that in some prior episodes, how we can discern things, pick up things through our senses, like God will show us something in a dream or a vision. So the same thing works with the word of knowledge. So we can, we can see with an image, a vision, a dream, or maybe seeing a word or a phrase written above somebody. We can be told something by God through a feeling where you feel it with somebody else's feeling, and that can be emotional or physical. Uh, there can be a knowing where you just know that you know something, or it can be uh, through hearing. You hear, you might hear a word or a phrase. And so an example of this operating might look like Matthew twenty-two eighteen, where Jesus, he knew the thoughts and the intent that somebody had. And so it says, but Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, you hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? He had a supernatural knowing. He knew what their intent was. That was revealed to him by God. So when praying for somebody, God might give you a word of knowledge. You feel pain in like one of your body parts. Like he might have you feel pain in your knee if he wants you to pray for somebody for healing for their knee. Or he may give you um, a vision or an image of a knee. 
or he might just say the word knee to you and you might know that somebody has an issue with their knee. Uh, you can also start to feel an emotion like sadness, anxiety, lust, suicide, any of those different things. If you don't typically experience those things and you start to feel those, you can you can ask God and say, okay, what are you showing me who needs prayer for this? And, and because it's God speaking to you. So some physical ailments do have a spiritual root. Cancer, for example, it can be caused by unforgiveness. Rashes can be caused by stress or fear. Um, allergies and asthma have a root cause of fear, anxiety, or stress. And a word of knowledge can expose the source of the root cause of the sickness. So you're not necessarily just praying for asthma, but you can say fear. I command fear to go in Jesus' name, and then you can command asthma to go. But sometimes there's that root cause, then you have to get to the root first. So God can deliver a word of knowledge, like I said, through many different means. He, um, he can even, for like one situation, if you don't get it the first time, he can start to speak a different way to show you what's going on. So a few years ago, I had a dream that I was in my grandpa's house and it exploded. And in the dream, there, you know, I saw body parts flying. And I, I think some people even died in the dream. I don't really remember for sure, but I think they did. But this was shortly after my grandpa had passed away and my mom and I had been spending a lot of time in his house going through his stuff, cleaning everything out, getting ready to basically liquidate the estate. And so I had that dream and I forgot about it, <laughs> but God didn't. And so a few weeks later, after the dream, after I'd forgotten about it, a few weeks goes by and I actually hear the words gas at Gramps house. And he reminded me of the dream. And so with that reminder, I called my mom and I said, Hey, this might be nothing, but I've had a dream. And now I heard this, you might want to just have somebody come check on it. So she immediately acted on it. She immediately called the, the local gas and electric company and had somebody come over to make sure everything was okay. She also has had warning dreams uh, quite frequently. So she trusted that it was something that it needed to be checked out. So she got somebody to come over that day and it turned out there was a gas leak. There was a pipe that was leaking and a whole section of it had to be replaced. So that was taken care of. A disaster was averted. God gave a warning and he prevented harm from coming to us. Praise God. So that was a word of knowledge, but it operated in two different ways. So it operated through a dream and then hearing the words or the phrase gas at Gramps house. And then it was taken care of when we acted on that warning. So he does give us warnings so that we'll pray or take care of something. He gives those warnings. He wants to prevent something bad from happening to us. But he, um, he is also gracious. So if we miss it the first time, he can bring it back to us a different way or even the same way and, and just kind of get our attention with it. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, the Bible says that God will establish something or bring something to your attention. So if we miss it the first time, he'll help us out. All right, next we're going to talk about a word of wisdom. And that is when you are given a direction to go or a solution to a problem. So a word of wisdom will direct you to an action. So in Matthew 2 verse, thir two, verse 13, it says, When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So Joseph was given a direction, told what to do, told where to go, and that if he didn't, that Herod was searching for Jesus to try to kill him. So a word of knowledge and operation might look like God having you tell a person maybe that the person doesn't need healing, uh, that they just need to change their diet. So that could be a directional 
statement um, and a solution would be provided. So one woman that I prayed for could not receive healing in her body until she actually forgave somebody. Her lack of forgiveness was hindering her healing. And when the Lord revealed that forgiveness was needed to bring about the healing, the woman was able to go ahead and release that forgiveness and pray and receive her physical healing. Okay, so we had a couple of questions that came in that I want to get to now. Question one, once we are given gifts, do we always keep those gifts? Do we ever develop new ones as we mature in our faith? Good questions. Yes, we always keep our gifts. So the gifts and the callings of God are irrevocable. That's Romans 12, 11, 29. However, they can go dormant for a time or a season. Um, Paul told Timothy to stir up the spiritual gifts that had been given to him through the laying on of hands in 2 Timothy 1.6. So if they have to be stirred up, then it's because they've gone dormant. And yes, we can also get new gifts. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, We are told to earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that we may prophesy. The Holy, uh, Holy Spirit distributes the gifts as he wills, and he lives in all believers. So all of the gifts are available to every believer as the Holy Spirit wills. But as we steward the gifts that we are given, um, we can get more of them. God will give us more. So as we learn more about them, as we use them well, use them in love, um, not operate out of pride, but actually operate with love and maturity, God will add to our gifts and give us more. Okay, we had another question. Last episode, we talked about having spiritual weapons to use against the devil and demons. And someone asked, to use spiritual weapons against the enemy, do you have to be a Christian? Sometimes. It depends. It depends on which weapon and when and how it's being used. So we did talk about using the name of Jesus as a weapon. And Romans 10, 13 says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you don't have to be saved first to call on the name of the Lord. And when you call on his name, the Greek word sozo that has been translated as saved. So all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. That word saved can mean to heal, to deliver, to save, protect, and it can mean salvation. So if we're in trouble and we call out and we say, help Jesus, the Bible says everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And so Jesus can choose to save us, heal us, give us our salvation when we call on him and ask for salvation. Um, there's a caveat here. We can call to Jesus and be saved, but we cannot use his name if we're not saved and filled with the Holy Spirit to do things like cast out demons. So... You have to have the Holy Spirit living in you to have the authority, the delegated authority and power to do things like casting out demons. Um, Acts 19 verses 13 and following, it describes what happened when non-believers would try to use the name of Jesus to cast out demons. So there were seven sons of Sceva. So they were Jews. They were It was a Jewish high priest, Sceva. His seven sons were trying to cast out demons out of people in Jesus's name. And they actually said in the name of Jesus, who Paul preaches, and they were telling the demons to come out, but they couldn't. And all seven of them were actually beat up by the one person with the demon who had the supernatural demonic strength. And the demon spoke to them and told them, the demon said, Jesus, we know, 
Paul, we know we know about, but who are you? Because they were not saved and they didn't have the Holy Spirit living in them. They didn't have the authority. So they were, they were given a beating. They ran out of the house naked and bleeding, all seven of them against one other person. Um, another weapon that I talked about was praying in tongues and how powerful that is when we pray in tongues. You cannot pray in tongues without being saved and being filled with the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit who causes us to be able to pray in tongues. So today we covered two of the revelation gifts. We covered word of knowledge and word of wisdom. Next episode, we are going to cover the third and last revelation gift, which is discerning of spirits. And we are going to need a whole episode to cover that. That's going to require its own episode. So if you have not already taken the spiritual giftings test and you want to do that, I will post a link to that and you can go online and take that. And if you have any questions about this episode, go ahead and go to my Facebook page and I will under I will post this link. And under that link, you can post any questions that you have. Until next time, goodbye. Thanks for listening. Join me next time as we continue to explore the supernatural on What's Up with Dr. Rupp.